Hey, hey guys, this is Talk Time with Hope. I am Hope, so let's do it. Let's get to it. Today is July 4th. Happy birthday, America. And I have to admit, I don't know about you, for those that are in America and are Americans and celebrate this uh, special day, it's, it's, it's just different this year. You know, we can't deny it. Things are just different this year. And as I was driving home from my family's house, my mom and my stepdad's home, there were fireworks, you know, being displayed, even though most firework, uh, fireworks were canceled like they were, like they're just not like they were before. They were gonna do, I think I heard they were gonna do virtual fireworks, which is like just showing on TV fireworks from the past, which is kind of like, well, that's not cool. But I know there were so many people at the end of the day, this is Texas and people are going to be out there buying fireworks and, and, you know, shooting them off and stuff like that. So as I was driving home, I was just thinking about how, I mean, it's still nice to see the fireworks, but it's, it's kind of hard to get in that mood, you know, into that, let's celebrate our independence, let's celebrate our birthday because of what's going on around the world. And in some ways it's hard to do the whole quote unquote celebrate period because it's just such a, it's such a daunting time. It's such a a time of uncertainties and things just, you know, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying we should stop celebrating birthdays. We should stop celebrating anniversaries. We should stop celebrating things in general. I'm not saying that. It's just kind of weird because celebrating right now in a time of turmoil and a time of uncertainty and a time of a world pandemic is just kind of just it's just not the same because of what's going on and I feel like I know I'm not the only one I know there are a lot of people out there that are, are feeling the same way it's kind of like it's our birthday it's our independence day but yet we're we're kind of far from being independent and free because we've got this lingering contagious virus that is deadly and if it doesn't kill you can hurt you know hurt you and if it doesn't hurt you personally it can hurt you in the in an economic way and and when I say you I mean like all of us so it's kind of um I don't know it's that's not bittersweet for sure but it's just kind of just makes you know even even more crazier right now the way things are and the way this year has been and you know when they put up when they put a pause or when they cancel things that have always happened you know i don't know if there's ever been a time when we really didn't do a full rockin celebration for the 4th of july in history i i just i don't know of any time i mean but this is this is part of why this is going to go down in history wimbledon was canceled and it hadn't been canceled since world war ii um uh, all the athletics, uh, all the pro sports have been canceled, you know, hockey and baseball, uh, the NBA, the WNBA. I mean, all these sports have been put on lockdown themselves. And yeah, we're going to start getting to, I think at the end of this month, they're going to be playing again, like the WNBA and the W and the NBA and other sports are going to start to, to go back, but they're going to be like fan, fan, free of fans, fanless, if you will. Um, and that's going to be really different. Um, I'm glad they're going to do that, but at the same time, it's going to be different. So 
we're just living in this such a weird time and we haven't we haven't ever experienced this not even when 9-11 happened did we experience anything like this it's just such a weird time that we're living in that said I'm not trying to say it's depressing I mean it can be depressing I was talking to somebody recently about how I get it you know there are there are people that are aren't good with not being around people I'm sure I've said this before, but you know, there are people that are really true extroverts who need to be out and about, who need to be around people. And it's very hard on them because they can't do that like they used to do that. And then here comes uh, depression. And I mean, I don't have the stats in front of me. I don't have the numbers in front of me to say like, has there been a rise in depression? Has there been a rise in mental health care? Um, I wish we could say that we have a great mental health care system in this country but we don't so I don't know if we could ever really know what the numbers are when it comes to mental health because not everybody's afforded mental health care therein lies a different problem altogether which I will not go into but it's just it's just this this different time that we're living in and um and I think it's okay to admit to that to say you know it just doesn't feel the same because there's just so much in a lot of ways devastation going on we're still got we still got protests going on that hasn't stopped we might not be hearing about it as much but there's still people out there protesting which i agree with which i think is good there are still people out there wanting to make sure that the movement for justice and for change is continued and i found something really interesting i saw a tweet um today and it was about what happened in boston in 17 gosh what is it 1776 um and and the tweet was breaking news a mob in boston has torn down two statues from the old state house and set them on fire this occurred on july 18th 1776 upon the first public proclamation of the declaration of independence in massachusetts it's as american as apple pie And, and that's in regards to i think what the president hashtag not my POTUS was saying about they're trying to take down statues and they're trying to take away our history and they're la 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 but people don't keep in mind that this isn't anything new this ain't our first rodeo there have been statues that have been torn down in the past and it's just it's just interesting that people feel like this is something new when they don't look back at their history just like the pandemic of 1918 people don't like to I've talked to several people and they've never really read upon they've never read about what happened in 1918 with the the influenza and how it started and how it spread and what we did there and how we didn't learn we haven't learned from our history because they did they reopened too soon and then there was a second wave in some places had a third wave and we're not looking back at history to see if we can learn from that because we reopened too soon and we're yet to see a second wave and uh right now we can't even get through the first wave so i oh god i hope that the second wave isn't going to be three times as worse as the first one and i'm really sincere about that i really really do not want that to be the case some guy today was saying that we haven't seen the worst of it and i was like man i pray he's wrong i really do because I don't want to see, you know, people might say, oh, you know, the left, the liberals, they want to see, they want to see people die. They want to see all of this so they can make a point. And I, I don't know anybody that wants to see the devastation continue. I don't know 
of anybody that wants to see the chaos continue. I don't want, I don't, I don't know anybody that would want people to die and contract this virus and die or contract this virus and just be out because of it. But I do know that we should be learning from history and we're not, we are not, and it's horrible. All that really just go around to say, you know what, it's not the same celebrating the 4th of July this year. Not just for me, but for a lot of people, because we can't go out, we can't do the things that we did last year to celebrate it, so it does feel very different. But at the same time, I'm glad that people are staying home and they are doing things to keep themselves safe. So I feel like next year in 2021, in Jesus' name, that this will be far behind us. We'll have a vaccine and we will have some semblance of normal return and we can do it right, do it really right next year. So here's to next year. Cheers to next year, guys, and celebrating in a massive, awesome way. It'd be like celebrating the 4th of July slash celebrating the independence from this stupid disease. You know what I'm saying? What, what? All right, moving on. I met this guy today, and he is an interesting young, a young chap, if you will, and the thing that was, he had a Muslim name. So when I picked him up, I noticed, you know, his name was basically not a Muslim name so much as an Arabic name because you can have an Arabic name and not be Muslim. But this guy had a Arabic name. And when we were talking, he was telling me, you know, he asked me if I do this part time. And I said, no, you know, I do this full time. I took a break from being a teacher. And he's like, oh, where were you a teacher? And one thing led to another. And I told him I was in Saudi Arabia. And he actually told me that, um, he thought it was cool that I've got got to experience, you know, living abroad and stuff like that. And I said, yeah. And then he's like, so what's what was Saudi like? And I said, well, it's not like it, it's it's not at all like what it's portrayed in the media. And then he just did some freaking flip of the script. And he was like, yes, it is like it says in the media. It's absolutely the way they call they show, they show it in the media. And I was like. I thought I heard him incorrectly, but I said, uh, no, it's not at all like they say it's in the media. And then, yes, it is. It's absolutely that way. And I said, have you lived in Saudi Arabia? And he goes, no, but I was born into a Muslim family. My father is Muslim and he's been to Saudi Arabia and it's exactly the way it says it is. I go, well, I live there, brah. I lived there on and off for nine years in three separate cities. I think I am a little bit qualified to say that I, it's not what it's portrayed to be like in the media with the negative, uh, some of the negative reputation that it, that it can get. And he was adamant in telling me, you know, no, that's not correct. And I'm like, I was like, dude, are you freaking serious? You've never stepped foot in Saudi. You've never been there. And because your dad's there, you have, do you think you have the take on it? I said, when's the last time your dad was there? Well, he was there back in 1978, 19 freaking 78. I go, it's a whole different place than it was in 1970. It's a whole different place than it was than it was when it, I got there in 2009. And I am speaking from experience and you have no experience living in that country to feel like you can say that you, you absolutely know that it's not, that it's not the way I say it is, but it's the way the media says it is. And I think that was ignorant. And I think it's very immature of him. Um, and I didn't say that so much to him, but when I finally got to his destination, I said, I'm getting a lot of negative vibes from you, dude. You know, cause he was all of a sudden, he was starting to cuss. 
using the F word. And I said, you don't have to go there, bro. You know, we're, we, we're good. You don't have to use those, that language. I go, I go so you, you obviously have some biases, bias uh, against, you know, the country or against the religion. And then he admitted to me that he's no longer a Muslim and that it's the religion that's a problem and blah, blah, blah. And I said, well, I said, I understand your frustration. I said, but you know, you, you came at me the way you came at me. And he's like, I'm passionate about what I believe. And I said, I get that. I have a lot of passion too. And I'm very passionate of making sure people know that what they think they know about Saudi Arabia isn't the necessarily what is going on in Saudi Arabia, especially when it comes to the media, just like America. You know, there can be people that say America this, America that, but they don't know. They've never even lived here. And I asked them, do you think it's fair for somebody to say, I hate America because of A, B, C, and D, and because of what I've seen on the media, but yet they've never, ever been in America? And he got really quiet because he understood what I was trying to say. It's, it's not a fair assessment for you to say you know what it's like when you've never been there. And because you have somebody in your family that's one time been there and they haven't been there in 40 years, so he was able to kind of like, well, I was kind of like de-escalating the situation because I didn't want it to be, you know, I didn't want it to be weird, you know, I just thought it was, and I said, you know, you've got this, you know, you've got like this negative vibe going on, bro. And he was like, well, I'm not trying to be negative, blah, blah, blah. And he goes, and I'm not, and I'm not just this, you know, stupid, you know, uneducated kid. And I said, I never said that about you. So he's got some things going on with him about what he feels about himself. I definitely, and he kind of agreed with me when I said, look, I'm not saying you're, you know, you're a young punk and I'm not saying that you're not knowledgeable. Never said that. I said, I appreciate your input. I go, but you also got to listen to what another person's trying to say to somebody who's actually lived in that country and has real life experience of what it's like there. And furthermore, as a female, and I said, I'm not saying that I agree with the government all the time. I don't agree with America's politics. I go, so that's different than from the, the people. I said, the way you're coming off is as if you feel like that place is bad because of blah, 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 blah. And I said, yeah, you know, you may have some bad experiences from the religion. And I'm sorry that you've gone through whatever you, you went through. And he's, you, know, you can see in his eyes that he was kind of, he got that I was trying to be understanding and empathetic because I, I don't know what he went through. I don't know what hardships that he went through with that religion in his household. But also that can be a different experience from others, definitely. I said, but uh, I go, but what I experienced there, I really fell in love with the people. It doesn't mean that I liked necessarily the country and the way that things are ran there. In my personal opinion, there were things that I didn't like about it. Uh, from my point of view, from my perspective as, as somebody coming from America and as a, as a woman. I said, but I, it's not like it's shown on TV, you know, because Saudi Arabia gets a lot of negative press. And there's just so much to Saudi that that's so much beyond what they say on the, in the media. And I just wanted him to understand that, that for somebody who's never lived there, never has never visited that place and only has one experience from his father who hasn't been there in over 30, 40 years, it's just like not a very accurate assessment of such a, such a thing of, of, of a country that he knows very little about. But see, what he's doing is he's generalizing the religion of Islam and his experience with Islam to be the religion, uh, to, to be what is the same everywhere. And I don't think that's also a good thing to do because the way the Saudis practice their religion and the way the, um, the Egyptians and the Palestinians and the Syrians and the Moroccans, you know, they they may do it differently and, and my my colleagues from other arab countries told me you know the way they 
the way they practice the religion in Saudi isn't necessarily the way that is portrayed in other countries. But this dude wanted to just kind of go with, well, it's all about Sharia law and all this other stuff. And I said, you know, I just think that you've had some bad experiences. And again, I'm sorry that you went through that, but I think it's not as black and white, black as black and white as you think it is. And he was able to kind of calm down and, and, and uh, kind of understand where I was coming from. And again, I reminded him that I'm not saying that he's, he's like a young punk who knows nothing because I think perhaps he feels like maybe somebody said that to him. Maybe somebody's more than somebody's one person's told him that. And so that's kind of how he thinks people think of him. And so um, we ended up, you know, giving each other like a little dap, um, fist bump, if you will. And, and he said, I appreciate the conversation. And if you ever come to this restaurant, you know, just keep an eye out for me. But if we never run into each other, I wish you the best. And I said, thank you. I wish you the best as well. And, and maybe I'll see you around. And so I love when we can come out of a conversation that started kind of like kind of cool and then it went to this aggressive, weird kind of, I don't know what's going on here and where is that coming from kind of experience or or vibe to, all right, we're good, we're good, we're good. Um, That's the way I think it should be because you can have opposite, uh, you know, positions of of a certain topic and you can feel differently about a certain topic. But if you can bring, bring it around to where you're both you're both cool at the end and you're both okay at the end and no harm, no foul, no far, no foul, no harm or something like that. I think that's awesome. And I think the world would be much better if we could all kind of do something like that. Like, you know, okay, yeah, we don't agree on this. We definitely have different opinions and viewpoints on this or that, but at the end of the day, we can still walk away being really cool. What's that word? Copesthetic. I don't think I ever say that word right, but we can walk away being really cool with each other and not having this anger. If you can find a way to de-escalate a conversation that's kind of getting out of hand and bring it down, uh, that's, that's a good thing. And it worked. It wasn't just me. I think, you know, I feel like he was also understanding from his, from his eyes. I can see that he was like, okay, like, I don't know this woman and she does have a point. She's lived there. I've never lived there. And then when he found out I was almost 50, he was like, really? Like he couldn't, he couldn't believe I think he thought it was much younger on top of it. And I do feel like age does play a role in there when it comes to like life experiences. Uh, it doesn't mean I'm any better than somebody that's 20, 30 years younger than me. It just, you know, for the most part, people who are 20, 30 years older than me, they have 20, 30 years more life experience uh, for the most part. Um, so I think he understood that, you know, okay, this person isn't as young as I thought they were and they have valid points because they've lived there. So it, it was interesting, but it, it, it's, it's also interesting that it just feels like I need to write this book and get this book, hashtag my life in Saudi, get it out there because I feel like it'll help people understand uh, a lot more about a country they know so little about. Um, and yeah, so it was, it was it was it was motivating to meet him. And even though it was kind of a negative experience, it was motivating me to say, you know what, you need to you need to get that book written and finish it and have it prepared for 2021. Uh, so yeah, that that was my today. The last thing I want to talk about is um, oh, and the moral of that story, guys, is like even if you have differences, you know, try not to let it get to you, let your, let your passion or your anger, um, your strong feelings about that subject that you're talking about, 
get in the way of like trying to actually have a mature conversation. And if the other party ends up getting too angry, then find a way to de-escalate it without having to say, you know, you know, you're wrong, I'm right, get out of my car or get out of my face. Like if we could avoid that, that would be great. And it's sometimes not easy with people who have such strong, strong feelings about something uh, that you don't necessarily agree with or they don't agree with your opinions or feelings or experiences. But if you can do that, it's kind of cool, man. It's kind of cool because we both walk away going, yeah, that's cool when we can walk away better than we were at a couple of minutes before. Because I'm serious, guys. It was kind of like I had to look at him. I'm like, dude, brah what's going on you know what's going on with you like uh it's just you had to be there of course but anyway uh, if we could all just get along kumbaya my lord kumbaya you remember that song anyway last topic have you noticed wearing your mask that your breath is far from smelling good and i know i know i'm not speaking for myself guys i know it because these nighttime uh, comedians like Stephen Colbert and Jimmy Fallon and uh, Seth Meyers, maybe. I definitely know Stephen Colbert and Jon Stewart were talking about it. <laughs> They're like, oh, I had to apologize to my wife, they said. And I was like, you know, unless you're chewing gum or eating a mint or something, if you're not doing those things and you put that mask on, holy moly, it's really a, uh, a eye-opening experience to smell your breath in this mask and I've been told throughout my life that my breath smells smells good but I think it's just been people who are really enamored with me somebody that's in love with me because you know when you're in love with somebody you're like oh my god even your flatulations smell good when you know that's not true it's more like everybody has dragon breath I remember I, I was um talking to this one guy in the Navy and uh, we were laughing about something and he said yeah excuse my dragon breath you know it's early in the morning and I'm like I've never smelled dragon's breath uh, so I don't know I mean I would think it would be hot because it's a dragon but I don't know about stinky so I really it's it's funny so I think about dragon breath because of what he said so I'm like oh my god we have dragon breath um, but maybe that's an insult to dragons. I don't know. I just know that if you think that your breath smells good when you put that mask on, well, more power to you. That's what you think. But I feel I have a slight suspicion that everybody's breath smells funky and they don't know how funky their breath is until they smell, until they put a mask on. But maybe, maybe, maybe the silver lining of that is now people are gonna be aware of how funky their breath is and they'll start chewing gum. I mean, of course they'll keep their, you know, keep brushing their teeth, but, and, but they'll start smell, you know, wearing, you know, blah, 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 start chewing gum and they'll start taking mints when they're around people, when they no longer, when we no longer have to wear these masks maybe they'll start to actually be more aware of what their breath smells like when they're around people and be conscious of that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think that's a good thing. So, if your breath doesn't smell funky, good on you, mate, good on you. 
And if you find out that your breath doesn't smell very good and it is funky, and when we no longer have to walk around with these masks on, think about having some gum and some mints around. Just saying, just saying. Well, guys, that's all I have for you. This has been Talk Time with Hope. I am Hope. I'll see you on the flip side. As always, God bless you. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.